Hey guys, on this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes, we're talking about Michelle Obama's new initiative with YouTube Originals, as well as Serena Williams' partnership with Verizon Media and Will Packer's new developed thriller, When I Was You. And in the spotlight, we're going to big up Nuwa Perrier, writer, director, and actor, and her new film, Jezebel, being picked up by Ava DuVernay's Ray. And then, spoiler alert, we're talking Christmas movies again with Holiday Rush on Netflix. And Lena Waithe and Melina Masukas film, Queen and Slim. Black and Behind the Scenes is up next. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. What's going on, Brittany? How's it going? It's going well. Are you into the holiday spirits? Yes. Yes, I am. It's like, I'm lying. I'm not. I've been so busy at work. It's just, I just, my life is just upside down right now. It's just, yeah. You know what I didn't realize um, was that... We are entering or about to enter another turn of this not century. <laughs> about <laughs> to enter another decade. Yeah, I know, right? And that just dawned on me. Um, because life after a certain age just moves so quickly. <laughs> what, all, after eighteen? <laughs> right. And all the days just blend together. And yeah. before you know it, you're fifty five, you know? <laughs> fifty five. <laughs> But I am trying to get into the spirit, and um, Mm -hmm. I've done most of my Christmas shopping. Nice, and um, yeah, I'm I'm ready for a break. Okay, same. Yeah, I agree. Do you get a a nice little break from your? um, Oh God, no, I don't. Um, I'm taking two days after the Christmas holiday, like the third Thursday and Friday. Oh, you don't get the 26 off? Yeah, we do. Is that, what? wait, 26 is, the 25th is Christmas, 26th is the day after. No, we don't. That's, so I took that off. That's how that works. Yeah, so I took that off and I took off that Friday too, so no. So wait, they expect y'all to be there? Oh yeah, the day after? Yeah, for sure. So I had to take that whole, like, I was like, no, I'm not coming back in here, no. It's not going to happen. That's rude. It is very rude. So yeah. we have um, the 24th. Through January 1st off. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. We get that off. Paid. Oh, my. G- I need to switch professions. I know, right? And then on top of that. Nice. Several of my um, internal staff or team are going to be out on the 23rd. They took vacation. Mm-hmm. And then that's Thursday and Friday, which is the 2nd and the 3rd of January. I won't have anybody in the office either, so. Literally, people are just coming back January 5th. Pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. I wish I was set up that way. It's just not the, no. I mean, normally what I do is if I don't get, if we don't, um, we have like five sick days. So if you don't use your sick days during the year, you can use them at the end. But I was sick at the top of the year, so I don't have, because I used to take off like a whole week and it's like be good, but not this year. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, Um, I'm kind of sad about that now. All right, have you done Christmas shopping yet? Yeah, I've done a little bit. I've done online mostly, nothing mm-hmm. out in the stores because everything's so packed and busy. Um, mm-hmm. How about you? Is it online mostly? Mm, yeah, I mostly do online just because I have to ship myself to another state. Right. So I try to um, either purchase things early so I can ship beforehand or have mm-hmm. them go directly to my parents' house. Nice. And so do they do they wrap it for you there? Girl, I don't know. No. No? Mm-mm. No. You can't have it wrapped and sent in in a box, in another box, you know? That's not possible with Amazon? Well, see, I don't know if they wrap them, 
but I know you can like give like a gift note. Oh, as far as rapping, I don't they should think include so. that. They should do that, girl. Do you know how many hours? And manpower you would need for them to wrap gifts. But they used to have professional rappers in like the um this the the mall. You could drop off your packages, have people wrap them, and pick them up later. Yeah, like, but that's you handling yourself. As someone who worked in parcel <laughs> and package handling, <laughs> I know how they handle those packages, and I would not want my packages pre wrapped because mm, okay. then you'll end up having to wrap them over again. Mm. I know how to be handling y'all stuff. <laughs> I didn't witness it firsthand. Uh, I just thought that, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I thought you could have things wrapped and sent. But, okay, maybe that's something I made up in my head. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. If someone <laughs> wants to get in on that business idea, start that app. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> have it sent to your house, you wrap it, and you send it off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet you people will pay for it. Oh, definitely. Or even if, I wonder if people, if you do like a um, thumbtack or a task rabbit. Oh, and have people just come to your house and wrap your stuff? Yeah. For sure. I'm sure they do it. Because hmm. there's some people who are really great at wrapping gifts. My mom was amazing at it. I'm not. I'm, nah, I, didn't, I don't care enough. Um, she used to like align the the yes. images and everything to be perfectly really? wrapped. Oh, oh yeah. It was like this whole production. If I could give like, I normally give like birthday cards, birthday gifts and stuff in mm-hmm. a bag. And if I could do that for Christmas, I would give everybody stuff their stuff in a bag. But my mama, she wants you to wrap them. Mm, I see I rap for kids but after a certain age it's just like take this gift card and leave me alone <laughs> it's like children I'll rap I'll rap I'll sit and rap for you but people but, um, over the age of certain 18 no you know you're in a rap yeah wow so not uh, not a lot of people are getting much from you Antoinette well, people never get much from me anyway let's <laughs> keep it real <laughs> well on that note what's going on in the industry Oh, uh, we got some, 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 some stuff going some on. Stuff. Not, not a lot, but let's get into the industry rundown, guys. So guys, according to Synopsis, YouTube Originals is teaming up with former First Lady Michelle Obama for Creators for Change with Michelle Obama Girls Education following Miss Obama um, and YouTube content creators as they visit schools in Vietnam. So I thought that was pretty cool that she's doing something um, with YouTube um, Originals, just something streaming also with her other platforms. You know she's coming out with that series, her and Barack, um, on Netflix, but that she's also branching out and doing and other content creations outside oh, of that. So okay. no, that was pretty cool. So that that Netflix deal they had wasn't an exclusive? No, mm-hmm. not okay. an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Not at Makes all. Makes sense. Why would you tie yourself down like that? Yeah, no. A lot of people are keeping their options open and they're working with various different platforms and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, um, and me personally, I see myself, well, what I do normally is that I don't even turn on the TV when I come home. The first thing I do is go to YouTube. Really? Seriously. I'm on YouTube more than I watch TV. Only time I watch TV is when we have something to um, look at, to review. But what are you the- looking at on YouTube? Oh, girl. <laughs> Lots. There's so much you stuff on YouTube. Like the youth. <laughs> There but is you so don't much. watch TV anymore. They look at YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is where it's at. Like, there's so much stuff to look at from the interviews. I mean, it's pretty much everything that you would get on TV, but just like 
chopped down. Like either it, um, um, see CSNBC is doing some really cool um short um form uh specials mm. and like um little docu series about okay one thing in particular. Um, they'll take someone in San Francisco at the age of 28 and see how much they make in a year and then break down how they spend their money. So if you make 50000 or 110 or whatever how much you make, they break down how the cost of living in your particular area, what that is. Oh, wow. So it was really cool. I thought that was a cool series. They have a lot of like interesting things like that on you know YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Even PBS NewsHour, I normally turn that on in the morning when I'm getting dressed or something, just let that play. Um, on YouTube and it's a full episode of the night before of what was what happened so yeah oh I love it okay mm-hmm. wow that's interesting yeah absolutely yeah I'm a big fan of YouTube um next up guys Verizon Media and Serena Williams are joining forces this holiday season to present everybody Everybody, a shoppable video series that will feature Williams' S by Serena collection. Videos will feature clickable content that enables seamless purchasing. So this is on Verizon. Yes, Verizon Media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this was kind of cool, too, because um, this kind of gets to the point of where I believe we talked about this on the show before, how interactive media is going yep. to be um, introduced into the mainstream eventually mm-hmm. and integrated and a, a smart TVs are coming out, how we have those now mm-hmm. is going to be in everyone's home soon that opportunities and interactive things like this will be coming down into the um, later in the future. Yeah. And so this is just one prime example of something that they're testing out or that they're going to do just before they start having more content like this on there. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good look. I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't realize Serena was still selling um her clothing line. Me neither. But I've only seen it on um it's not in stores. You can only get it in like in QBC. Boutiques. Oh, really? QBC. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't fo- <laughs> I don't follow her clothes. Sorry, I don't follow her clothing I, line. I, yeah, I think it's just QBC. Okay. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, she should have did like um Beyoncé didn't have a whole active wear. She could have totally like killed that market. And just mm-hmm. had an active wear and stuff, and just wear it when she was playing tennis. Like that was a perfect promo for her stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she feels like um, she's more than just oh, ten active wear and all that. I would think that would be more of her swim lane. But I guess she. But I know she does more like fashionable things and like pieces and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, good looking out. Um. Okay, guys. Up next, Will Packer is set to develop a thriller. Um, when I was you for Focus Features. Now, this report comes from Variety. Um, Will Packer's production team has teamed up with Focus Features to develop a female-driven thriller, When I Was You. Based on a novel by Amber Garza, When I See You centers a woman named Kelly Medea who becomes obsessed with another Kelly Medea, a single mother half her age who lives in the same town, has a baby boy, and has her whole life ahead of her. When they become friends, she finds a renewed sense of purpose taking care of a young woman and her baby. Now, what I found interesting about this particular story is that this is based off of a white character. Yes. And the author is white. The author is white. Um, And so I'm curious to see if that's how, if Will Packer is tapping into another demographic um, for his films or how he will cast this or how the casting will go for this particular, like what is, what is he trying? What are they doing with this? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I've said this before about Will Packer productions. They, they, 
in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, the cast could easily be swiped for white counterparts. Now, there are some black anecdotal things, mm-hmm. but um, are they like decidedly black films? Right. And content and theme? Mm-hmm. No. But do they have a majority black cast? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, I will be interested to see how this is is going to play out, especially mm-hmm. with the author. I don't know who's going to be the screenwriter adapting it into the into right. the film, but um, I would imagine. Hmm. I don't know. I I think they would have to be very careful because we're talking about a single mother of a son. And I don't know how you could play that safe without talking about race. And Mm. if that's not in the book, how are you going to add it? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I could be overthinking it, but it's just initial thoughts. No, I mean, it's, it's a valid point. And that's why I found it interesting that um, when this came up, I was like, wow, this is, we have to talk about this because <laughs> this is um, quite interesting. And I'm just curious to see how Will Packer will um, uh, execute this particular project and um, his for team. Sure. So it'll be interesting to see and watch. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll be watching and waiting. All right, guys. So the next story um, is coming from Quayle TV. Um, this is something that will be streaming on their platform, I believe, within this December month. It's called Resurrection, uh, Resurrecting Black Wall Street, The Blueprint. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. The Greenwood neighborhood of Tulsa, Oklahoma, became one of the wealthiest African-American American communities in the United States in the early 20th century, driven by the oil boom. It became known as Black Wall Street. Segregation laws voraciously forced the community to be self-sufficient. The neighborhood was destroyed by the Tulsa race riot in 1921 however it was rebuilt thereafter and there and thrived for years the documentary spots lights how black wall street is a template for black economic development and empowerment but can it be applied today hmm. yeah so i thought that was interesting because i know i've heard buzz about um people learning about black wall street and um, the series out currently that's kind of based around Black Wall Street um, with Regina King, The Watchmen, Watchmen. Mm-hmm. right? Um, it's really good, by the way. It um, is. It, it it at first it was throwing me for a loop, but I think Yaya and Regina together are perfect. Mm, yeah, but that's a whole. Nother yeah, that's something. Okay. That's something. Yeah, but <laughs> but to, yeah, so. With this, um, and I know a lot of people have talked about whether or not Black Wall Street, you know, we can rebuild it or they people want to see that today mm-hmm. and what that would look like. In your opinion, Brittany, do you think we can have a uh, Black Wall Street today? Um, <clears throat> now you're forcing me to think critically. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the question at the end of the that was the question. Can it be applied today? Can it be applied today? Well, the thing about the Black Wall Street was that it was um, it was brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my only hesitation of could that be applied today? Mm-hmm. Um, because now we have so many options. I know. Um, and there is this whole movement of buying black. Yes. And, I, and, I, and I'm with that. I've mm-hmm. tried to 
do that as much as possible, especially like when I'm purchasing gifts for people, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially during Christmas or birthdays or whatever. But as far as like resurrecting a black Wall Street, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that will look, what that will look like in the digital age. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I'm hesitant to say, oh, yeah, we can do that. And no, also, it's just real. It's I'm very real. Also not one of those people who will berate people or, um, you know, challenge them to buy black exclusively. Mm-hmm. That's very difficult to it do. Is. Um, as, as Killer Mike showed us. Right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's very difficult to do. And I don't think you necessarily have to do that to prove your blackness. No. You know what I'm saying? All. Like, yeah, we want to support our people. Mm-hmm. We want to bring black dollars into black communities. But now there I mean you would be hard pressed to find exclusive black communities. Mm-hmm. Right? So in order for you to have a black Wall Street, you have to have an exclusive black community, mm-hmm. um, which is not necessarily the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And again, they would have to be brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And they would have to provide just as quality goods and service as white counterparts. Very true. For me to invest my dollars. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) And that's all, that's all I'm going to say on that. (laughs) No valid point. I just thought it was really interesting that they have this documentary coming out. Um, I think it'll be great for people to go watch. Um, So definitely check that out if you can. Um, Yeah. Quailine TV is a, um, for you guys who do not know, they are a streaming service um, in which you can exclusively watch content Mm -hmm. um, curated for those, um, from the diaspora really Mm -hmm. so not only do they have um american content but they have content from the caribbean Mm -hmm. from africa um and it's a good platform in that it allows um independent content creators to put their films their programming on this app on this platform Mm -hmm. and it gained visibility yes um so i think that's very cool these are not necessarily things that you're gonna see in the theater no Mm -mm. Uh, but these are quality um programming in which someone put their blood sweat and their tears in and it was curated for the black experience Mm -hmm. so um if if you haven't heard of them go check them out and you i think you would definitely want to check them out um mm-hmm. just to see what they're talking about in this particular um documentary absolutely mm-hmm. yeah as um, the documentary as well as um they have a lot of great stuff for kids on their cartoons mm-hmm. and things like that so um i yeah. thought it was really adorable yeah and so you don't want to uh, for those who say oh it ain't no black stuff on tv Oh, you have a whole you streaming platform, yeah, that has um, tons of content for you. Tons. So, um, so yeah, to watch. Okay, what else is going on? The, honestly, that is it for the industry rundown because okay. nothing's been popping off in the news because everyone's quiet because it's it's you know award season. It's award season. And, Are we going to talk about um, snubs? Or, um, or are we gonna talk about that next week? Or we can or, we can talk about okay. Let's let's get into that just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So my personal opinion with awards is that I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> 
because you don't give a fuck but people do people do and and the thing is the reason why i don't understand why our people are so i get no i do know why they're yeah. so gung-ho on the awards it's, it's i know i you know. know it's the recognition it is the it's the prestige it's the you know everything that comes with getting these awards however but it's, it's not like, only that it's not even not only the recognition is that when we do get recognized for just the prestige um that allows for more opportunities for other black content creators to compete on the major studio scale. Yes. Agreed. Right. So I think like, let's think about the success of black films in just the past couple of years. I think if black Panther hadn't done well successfully in the box office and then also even though it won, I don't know, it won another Oscar, but it definitely won one for costume, yeah, set design, did. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if that hadn't performed well, then that probably wouldn't have allowed for a Get Out. And if Get Out didn't perform well and also didn't receive any accolades, then that probably wouldn't have allowed for a Queen and Slim. Very true. That is absolutely true. So it's important that they do recognize, because I think some of our stuff is just as quality absolutely i agree but it's just the thing that irritates me is that we put so much weight on these award shows mm-hmm. and not creating our own space in our own kind of um i feel that the award shows that are not predominantly black get less support than those that are predominantly white and people look at those award shows as more prestigious than the black award shows. Yeah. And so once saying... you come from one area, once you, I guess, grow out of the black um, market, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm tapping into this over here now. And this is what I'm catering to. Or this is where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I leveled up when at the whole the whole time, like you've been at this, you know, you, you are a star within your own right. people and on your own right. So, which is why we have what like the Image Awards, right? They we give accolades to mm-hmm. those who look like us, right? Um, but I think it's still important. I think what people fail to realize or even understand how award industries work, um, a lot of that is <clears throat> the nominations come from, um, your peers. Right. And so there's a whole board or um, a group of people who are selected to vote on this type of who gets a nomination. Mm-hmm. Now, what we need to champion for is diversity and that those spaces and that space. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, in order to be nominated for a film, I think you kind of have to apply for nomination like we 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 may say like oh so-and-so was snubbed but we don't necessarily know if they were if they if that particular film was um applied and also put up for someone to get best actress in this film or best actor mm-hmm. or whatever you apply for whatever category and then not only do you do that you also um oh my gosh what am I trying to say you advertise is that what i want to say you you basically yeah um, you kind of advertise solicit, promote yeah you, you solicit you votes. definitely yeah absolutely that's what yeah. you do you mm-hmm. solicit votes from your peers from the board 
to give you the nomination. They literally send out gift packages or of the series. Yep. I've seen them before yep. of um the whole set of the series to say, "Hey, take a look at this. We did a great job this year. Vote for us." You know, this yeah. is this is kind of what what, you know, networks and things like that do. Um and I think like people are saying like um like there are no female um directors, directors being nominated. Being nominated. Um they're saying when they see us got snubbed for golden globes but i feel like when they see us was our in this year's golden globes I it could was be wrong. but so isn't this the oscars that they're they're doing now no this was the golden globes and um the critics choice oh yeah okay yeah see i i didn't I really don't pay attention to award shows because I think <laughs> I just, I really don't. I, I I mean, I just I really don't. Well, um I, I I don't know. I I some of the films that have nominations um you know, I think deserve them. I don't necessarily know what else to say about that. Yeah, I have no other, you know. No, because again, I don't pay attention to it enough to kind of give commentary on it. I just, I understand why people like you know are mad about it, but I just you know, I it's the reason why I feel this way is because I'm not surprised that when they snub us or when they do certain stupid slick shit by saying the wrong name in the announcements and things like that, I just you know, yeah, the yeah. microaggressions, I just really can't. Yeah, um, yeah, but we still gotta. I think even with all that, we still gotta push for us to be seen and to. Um, win these type of awards because like I said it allows for other black content creators to, to get the big budgets that's true so that's all on that then yes that is <laughs> it and guys that's it for the industry rundown <laughs> cool innovative creative overall black excellent it's time for the spotlight all right, you guys. And in the spotlight this week, we are going to send a huge congratulation and a shout out to Numa Perrier, writer, director, and actor, for her um, award-winning film Jezebel being picked up by Ava DuVernay's Array. Um, and in its being picked up by Array, it will be in theaters and select theaters in January, and also on Netflix. Um, the film premiered at South by Southwest this year. One best director, best narrative feature at American Black Film Festival. It also won the Craig Brewer Emerging Filmmaker Award at the Indie Memphis Film Festival. Um, the movie itself, Jezebel, is set in Las Vegas in 1988, 1998. I'm sorry. The film is a semi-autobiographical take on Perrier's own experience being a cam girl um, while living in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um and I wanna do that. Can I do that? Girl, I think, you know Oh, and she you, she's a director now. She just I wanna do that. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we'll dis we'll discuss your career choice <laughs> and change offline. Um but Numa, um, again, she she's a, a writer, director and actor and has been doing this thing for a while. I know her or am familiar with her work through black and sexy tv she's a co-founder of that platform and that is a platform in which um, original content 
is created by black um, content creators and it caters to African-American audiences. And so back in the day, I had a subscription to black and sexy TV and mm-hmm. I would watch several of their their um, programming on that show. Um, and so her and her ex-husband, who is the co-founders of that, I think they did a, a great job at building an audience and mm-hmm. building that platform so that we can have like stuff like Quelle TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were one of the pioneers in it. And so she's been, like I said, been doing this thing for a while. And her film, Jezebel, has been um, getting a lot of critically acclaimed praise. And I'm excited to, to see it. I think anything that Ava DuVernay puts her stamp of approval on or, you know, provides her backing with, I think it will be, I think it sends the precedence that this is um quality oh absolutely and like i said because i've already seen some anuma stuff i i'm pretty sure i would definitely like this so um like i said the film will be in select theaters in january and on netflix soon so make sure you check out numa perrier's Jezebel and congratulations again mm-hmm. for getting that big ups girl congratulations that's exciting i can't wait to watch yeah and become a cam girl. Ew. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that. I'm pretty sure you can make some money. Some extra cash. Pay off this student loan debt. Maybe yeah. I, maybe you I know, see, need to do see. the same Jump way. on board, girl. Come over to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. It's now time for... The spoiler alert. So I told you guys I'm going to review a Christmas movie every episode to get you in the holiday spirit. And I'm here with a second one. What did you watch this time? This time I watched Holiday Rush on Netflix. Oh, how was it? Yeah. So. Oh, shit. I don't like the way this is starting. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what? I decided that what I'm not going to do is be overcritically, overcritical on um Christmas movies. Because like, why? It's a Christmas movie. It's a yeah. Christmas movie. No critical. Christmas movies are um, goddamn Oscar award nominee contenders. You know what I'm saying? They are what they are. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, Holiday Rush is on Netflix. You can currently see it streaming there on that particular platform. It's about a single dad and radio DJ host, DJ Rashawn mm-hmm. Rush Williams, who loses his job right as his four entitled kids share their pricey Christmas list. To keep Rush on the air in Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. his producer and aunt plan to help him buy another station. If the Williams family can downsize fast and embrace a simpler life, then he can get his dream of continuing being a DJ host and uh, radio station owner. Um, In this heart, I'm reading the synopsis (laughs) from the film. In this heart, in this heartwarming film, a loving father reconnects with his children when they all learn about the true joy 
of Christmas comes from who you have and not what you have, mm. which are facts. Yeah. Um. So the director of this film is Leslie Small, and Leslie is most notably known for directing comedy specials. Like he directed Monique's comedy special. I think he's directed a couple of Kevin Hart's, and then um all those Shaq All Star comedy jams he's <laughs> directed. Um, the writers in this film are white. Which, again, I'm not going to be over, overly critical on that. Um, but the <laughs> film does feature Romney Malco. Mm-hmm. We know Romney because he is hilarious. He is funny. Hilarious. From um, what women know. What women want? No, sorry. Think Like a Man. Think Like a Man. Mm-hmm. And um, 40-Year-Old Virgin. He does like a lot of white films. You, <laughs> he does. He, he says it himself. He does. He does. Because the white audiences know him, and the black audience, we really don't know him that well. You don't think people know Romney? No, they don't. I bet you they don't. No. Wow. He's the guy who dated. Um, what is her name? Uh, think like a man. Morgan, what her, what is her name? Oh, I thought you were talking about in real life. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, so um, in um in the Megan movie, Good, Megan, yeah, yeah, he, he dated Megan, Megan Good. So that guy, interest. yeah, trust me, black people don't know who this guy is. Oh, no. okay, <laughs> I, uh, okay. Well, in addition to Romney, um, Soniqua Martin Green is in there. Mm-hmm. Soniqua from the the Walking Dead. Yes. She's also on Star Trek. That Love CBS. Her. Gorgeous, um, gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. So wait, question. Mm-hmm. So I saw the preview. I didn't watch the film yet, but mm-hmm. um, Lala, girl, Lakeisha was the mother. Because when I found out, I mean, you know, it's in the preview. She's dead. Clearly, she's dead. She's I was dead. like, they didn't kill La- La- Lakeisha. Lakeisha is <laughs> and dying. carry that over to this film. What? Lakeisha is dead <laughs> this year. Okay, they're not gonna let Lakeisha live. <laughs> Twenty nineteen is not the year for Lala. <laughs> it ain't the year for Lala Anthony. Kill her oh, off. Wow, I just thought that was funny. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Lala is also in it. Dion Cole also makes an appearance. We also have an appearance from Tamala Jones. So, um, Mm. good quality casting here. Um, Typical made-for-TV movie Mm -hmm. um, in which love is at the center. Um, Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. It's all about giving, being grateful. Those are the themes of these Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. It's the theme of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's cute. Um... I think you should stream it. Again, I'm not going to be overly critical <laughs> on Christmas movies. I'm only bringing them to you because I think, you know, everyone has their holiday favorites. Yeah. And like I said, Hallmark or Lifetime and Hallmark does these 24-hour Christmas movies mm-hmm. um, for 50 days, right? <laughs> and hardly anyone in that um in those spaces or on those channels look like us yeah so that's why i wanted to present y'all with some options Mm -hmm. there are several holiday films that came out this year um that are exclusively black and so Mm -hmm. that's why i'm bringing it to you so make sure you watch holiday rush on netflix okay awesome i'm gonna check it out Mm -hmm. and our second film we're going to review today is queen and slim and the synopsis of the film is while on the first date a black man and a black woman um, 
are pulled over for a minor traffic infraction. The situation escalates um, with sudden and tragic results when the man kills the police officer in self-defense. The two go on the run and embark on a life-changing journey and become a symbol of black trauma, pain, and grief. Written by Lena Waithe, directed by Melina Masukis. Um, and if you guys are not familiar with Miss um, Miss Melina, she um, is a Grammy Award winning director, most oh. notably known for video. You know her work, directing. Shaking Money Maker. Somebody you know her work. Maker. She uh-uh. has done some of your favorite videos. Formation. She did Formation. Um, she's also directed a couple of episodes of Insecure. Mm-hmm. She also directed Lena Way's Emmy Award winning episode on Master of None. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Larry's loved episode. it. I love that episode. I mean, that honestly, even before that episode came out, Lena stood out to me as that character in Master of None. Yeah. I was like, "Who is this woman?" And I want more of her. Yeah, I and agree. Th- Lord, did we not get more of her? I agree. Oh yeah, but go ahead. I was <laughs> gonna do. I'm um, banning over her. God. No, I think you know, Lena is having the best year ever. Oh, for sure. I'm not gonna get into it. No. Nope. Um, as the reasons why but she is mm-hmm. um it stars slim daniel coulier queen is jody turner smith mm-hmm. uh, we also have appearances from bokeem woodbine yes. as uncle herb i oh, love him opening weekend he's like a film classic i'm sorry he's just he's just <sighs> when i see legendary him, I was like, yes classic black actor yes. up in here and he's funny yes and he he delivers every time every time every fucking time <sighs> love him i wish we could see more of him same i want to meet him like you do a damn thing like he just seems so genuine so real like he seems like uncle earl mm-hmm. yeah okay so opening weekend the film made 16 million um, it finished number five opening weekend, mm-hmm. which was Thanksgiving, but it was up against big contenders like Frozen. I mean, and, come on, guys. <laughs> but, you know, the the movie only um, opened in 1,700 screens. Mm-hmm. So 17 million for 1,700 screens, that's success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's success. I don't know the budget. is unknown, but I'm likely estimating anywhere between 17 to 20 million yeah, for I the think film. So. Mm-hmm. Um so let's get into our our thoughts about yes. it. I thought this movie was excellent first feature film mm-hmm. contenders for both Lena and Melina. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I love the film. Same. And I purposefully, when I review films or even TV shows, I like to look at what other critics are saying to see if like, I'm on par with what other people are thinking Mm -hmm. or um, just to help to expand my critical thinking skills of of film. But for this particular film, I didn't seek out any criticism just because I felt like this movie was so uniquely its own thing that it didn't deserve or garner any criticism. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that. So, I personally am a fan. Um, some of my favorite things about the film was that I like, I love that Melina and Lena um, were so intentional and set mm-hmm. 
on making this story their own and that they did not have any um any um input from white no people Mm -mm. Um, (laughs) they made they did not pander to the white gaze there was no further explanation to help white audience understand Mm -hmm. comments like um when daniel um well, when Slim and um, Queen were in the back of the truck eating the fries and she was like, oh, I'm an excellent lawyer. And he's like, why do black yeah. people always got to be excellent? Mm-hmm. We directly knew what he meant by that. Hell yeah. But I'm pretty sure white people were like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel the need to explain that because this movie is not for them. Mm-hmm. It's not for them. One for us. <laughs> <laughs> Playing him. <laughs> Oh my people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Planet in the background. Absolutely. I, I I love this film. It was so black. So fucking black. Oh. So black. <laughs> so good. Um from the music mm-hmm. to the dialogue. Yeah. To the themes. Um I thought the soundtrack was popping. Oh yeah. The score was popping. Mm-hmm. I thought Daniel and Jody Turner Smith had great on-screen chemistry. Absolutely, both of them are British actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to hear no mess about no black British actors playing yeah, American guys, roles. That, it's it's tired. It's dead. It's over. No, nobody it. cares. No one cares. Cheese. Um, but there's so much to discuss. The reason there's why a lot. I love this film is because it's one. In which you can come out and have several conversations. For sure. There's, I mean, scene by scene, you can have a conversation, dissect that. Every conversation, you can sit and dissect that and have a, a conversation about it. Sure. Um. Yeah, keep yeah. going. Like Let's- I said, like, they were very deliberate and in, in intentional in what they wanted to s- to set for and present. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very deliberate about having a new leading lady. Yes. They were very deliberate about having her be dark skinned. Yes. They were very deliberate about <clears throat> a lot of the characters being dark skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I just loved it. What 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 are your thoughts on it? I love the film. I mean, I like the fact that this was a fictional film, right? It was fictional, but true. <laughs> it, it was well, yeah, fictional, but, but it seemed factual. Characters, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was a fictional like situation. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not real life. It wasn't a real. It's not based on a true story. True story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the fact that Lena was able to create this imaginary story, but make it feel like if it were real this is the shit that would happen if it were real you get what i'm saying like that's what i felt yeah and i was in tears oh girl i was in fucking tears because i felt that shit i felt it because i knew how hard like if that were me in that situation i'm gonna ride with my man Mm. you know what i'm saying i'm gonna ride and i know how it's gonna end you know yeah, what I'm saying? that's the thing. That's the that's thing what I hurts. Like, like you know what's going to happen. Inevitably, you know this was not going to end. But yeah, um, you know it's just oh, I, I you know how it had to end, but you still have that hope. Yeah, you know that that they can make it. But I, you know what I, I like about the story is two a couple of things. I like the fact that we didn't know the character's name throughout the whole. We film. didn't. No, I love that too. Love that. I create. 
I just it, something it, so simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So simple, and and even something like that speaks to the point that they're trying to make. You don't know these people until they become martyrs or yeah. victims. Mm-hmm. Then you know their name. Right. Um, legacy is a big thing in this family. Big mm-hmm. thing. Thing. So you know, until someone becomes legacy through tragedy, right? You don't know their name. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's you know not important that we even known their names mm-hmm. in the very beginning. It picks off the movie starts. At their first meeting, yeah, until the end of, until the end, yeah. I was gonna say something without. I'm trying not to give away. I mean, you might. Many. I mean, you might. Everybody else has. I mean, I've seen other reviews. Everybody else is giving every <laughs> damn thing else away. Yeah, I don't want to give off too much because I really want y'all to go see this movie. I want y'all to oh, go see it, damn. and I want y'all to um, dissect this shit. <laughs> well, I, I, we can just dissect it, but okay, not not too much, not too much. Okay. Okay. Um, because I think there are points in the movie in which like. Yes, I think the end is predictable because we know mm-hmm. the state, the outcome of what mm-hmm. what that is. Right. We know. Come on, we right. know. But some of the other things in in the movie are not as predictable. No, absolutely think. not. Um, absolutely not. You don't see everything else coming. No, I also like the um, fact that, and to some people, they they viewed it as a love story, but I didn't think of it as a love story. In fact, I don't think have they definitely if they had not gone through this situation um in their first encounter in their first date i don't think that they would have liked each other oh, beyond no. that right you know their circumstances the circumstances allow for jody's character to relinquish mm-hmm. um a lot of her um walls yeah that she'd been built up yeah that would allow someone like a slim mm-hmm. to enter her life and right. allow that person to love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that way, it is a testament of black love. It had the great amount of of like little pockets of black joy mm-hmm. in the midst of tragedy. Yeah, in the midst of a tragic situation in which you kind of are fearful. And then I also like this whole idea of like. <sighs> this being a metaphor of like this is what it's like to be black every day in life Mm -hmm. not that you have done something tragic like kill a white police officer but this feeling of like damn i can't even let go and breathe and be quote unquote not excellent at all times Mm -hmm. i always have to be on i always have to be on Mm -hmm. So in that respect, I can't even experience black joy. And every time, like, if you notice, like, when Queen will want to view the scenery or someone make a comment like um, Slim, oh, this is a beautiful scene, like, in the South. And she was like, is it? Like, it's like every time you want to experience joy, somebody takes it away and you're like, oh, no, let let me hold my breath again. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this fear is always impeding. It's always around the mm-hmm. corner. Yeah. I always got to watch my back. I always got to be on top of my game. Mm-hmm. And you cannot let your guard down. Never. As much as they wanted to, as much as they just wanted to humanize certain people, certain situations, or certain circumstances, at the end of the day, they knew, I am black. And if I, for one second, let my guard down, this is what's going to happen. Like, they're not going to see me as a human person, like yeah. a human being. Like, yeah. that's not how I'm seen. Yeah. It doesn't matter how nice I am or what it is that I'm saying or what I'm doing. 
you see my color first and not who I am. Right. And even in that whole scene um, in which, because we were talking offline about the gas station. Mm -hmm. And that it was a weird scene. Yeah, it was weird. But the point of that was to speak to Slim's character in that this is not him. He's not a thug. He's not um, someone who you would deem as a threat. No. But to cops to white people he is one right just by the color of his skin mm-hmm. not just by his character right i don't know you guys i want to talk so much more but <laughs> i want y'all to go see it i know i want to say so much i want but i will so one thing i will say is that it's not really giving it away is that i loved about this film is the characters were so real Mm-hmm. I love the grittiness. I love the real. I loved the conversation that the father and son had at the um, chicken spot when they're in the parking lot. I mean, and I know, and I know it was vulgar, and I know it was extreme. But, but folks, I know people who talk to their kids like that. Yeah, I know people like that. Yeah, and so for for someone, I, someone made a criticism about that particular scene. Like, I don't know anybody who talked to their kids. Yet you may not know anyone that talks to the kids like that. I do. There are people out there like that. There are people out there in every single character that I saw in that movie. I know someone just like that. Mm-hmm. Every single one. And I love the fact that they show the duality of black people. Mm-hmm. Like we're not all the same. Mm-hmm. It is it's very much so, you know, different perspectives, different takes, different circumstances as to why this person may have done this. Right. And even though they should have been supportive of this particular situation, they had different dualities of that in the film on both ends of the spectrum. Right. Um, but they just didn't do what you expected them to. Right. You know? So right. I love that aspect. There's just so many hidden gems in that movie right. that you just really had to take in and process it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then think and reflect back up to earlier conversations that were had mm-hmm. or earlier conversations that were spoken about that play out in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or you know, just little little nuances like that. It just really, yeah. It, it just, I love that about the film. And I think this is the type of um, stuff that um, we crave yeah. as black audiences, as content creators, because it's so layered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think everyone should strive to create something like this. Mm-hmm. There's... Yeah, we have fun and do stuff for escapism, mm-hmm. but then also do something as beautiful as this piece of protest art. Really, that's what it is. Um, we should all be striving to do that because mm-hmm. things are not perfect in our community. No. And I think we should always be putting that type of stuff out on the forefront. You know, I've saw other people like, oh, I didn't like Queen of Slam because it was triggering. Yeah, well, shit, this is what we're going through. Yeah, it is. It's Everything refl- that yeah. we do out here is triggering. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. You know, Kanye shrug. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know what else to tell you. I know some people don't want to go to the movies and, and want to think and cry and be like, God damn it, I hate it. <laughs> but again, I thought this was, it was beautiful. I thought the it was great. The cinematography racing. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The colors. Oh my God, the colors. So beautiful. That way. And one of the things I like about Melina um, in her direct 
pictorial style is that I think she's very um, keen at making black skin pop on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and also showing the black experience on camera. And I think she uh, she did that very well. Yeah. The way um, Jody Turner-Smith's skin was just like perfectly melanated yeah never ashy mm-hmm. just, <laughs> just glowing just glowing. glowing just glowing she is so beautiful and i'm, I'm excited to see where her career is going to turn out absolutely from, from here mm-hmm. I, yeah <sighs> gosh guys anything else we want to say about this film we could go um, on and on we could and go on, on, and on and on is there anything else i want to say about this particular film this, yeah i have tons of stuff but anything that will not give it away let me think um, what was your favorite scene in the film? Favorite scene? Oh God, the end. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's just it. I wasn't. Although, because remember we had a conversation offline. I said, "Is it predictable?" Yeah, you said yes. It I is. told you. Yeah. However, this scene is so intense, mm-hmm. or the the end part is just like it bring something out of you it brought something out of me that i didn't even know was that it tapped that it was i think throughout the whole movie lena is just tapping on like a certain sensor mm-hmm. in, in, your, in your in your body or in your brain mm-hmm. she's just tapping on it slightly slightly and then you get to the end of the film it's just like now mm-hmm. and then it's just like it's just you know it it just unleashes and that like you feel an emotion. like that's you out there in that mm-hmm. yes Yes, you do, because you're so engulfed and you're just so in that moment with them. And it's like... Oh, it's a very engaging film. Oh, very engaging. It's just like, we're here. We made it. You know? Yeah. Big ups to you, Lena. Like I said, girl, you've been doing your thing, you know, with the success of um, the Boomerang on BET. Um, You got the Shy. You got your new project coming out 20s, 20s. it um, looks fantastic i'm excited about that and it looks like it's gonna be kind of like loosely based on yeah her, her. yep yeah. her and i believe her wife as um, well mm-hmm. uh-huh. she just got married this year yes so so yeah lena's doing the damn thing i stand for her yeah we love you lena we really I, do. I do um I do. the work is amazing we can't wait to see more um and i hope they partner together because i mean this is in my opinion two for two the Lena yeah. Waithe and Melina Masukas um, mm-hmm. project. Yeah. So y'all keep on bringing them to us. I would gladly watch this over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. If you've seen Queen of Slim, go. Yeah, go see it. I mean, the film is amazing. I don't know, for whatever reason, I've heard some people say some things, and I'm just like, I just don't, I never felt that way yeah. about the film. Just like Harry, I just, I don't understand. I just don't get it. Go watch the film, see it for yourself, and make your own decision about it. Yeah, and that's why like I come said, to your own conclusion. Yeah, the the reason why I didn't want to watch or read any um, uh, reviews was because you know I think the first thing we want to do when Black people make content is compare it to something white, and there is nothing to compare this to. Mm-hmm. No, Mm-mm. the story is different. Mm-hmm. So we can't compare. We can't call it a Bonnie and Clyde. No. We can't c- call it a Thelma know. and Louise. Now, they may have some influences, mm-hmm. but it's not like that. No. I, and So that's why I'm like, I don't care what you think. No, we don't. I don't care that 
as a critic, you didn't get it. Because tough titty, because we don't get a lot of shit that y'all do. So I don't understand how tough time machine, <laughs> but somebody made it. Okay, so <laughs> you know, I just you know some things. I just that's why I'm like, y'all go see this film. Please go support. Let us know what you, your thoughts on if you did go see Queen and Slim. Did you love it? Um, you're not allowed to hate it. No, <laughs> it's a great date night movie. It's a. You think so? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think so. A great first date movie. Yes, absolutely. There's so much conversation you can have after that. And then you go to yeah, dinner and, then, and talk. Okay, my and then goodness. You can check to see like, oh, if he say some ignorant shit on this movie. There you go. We Bye. Done. We done. This is done. This is a wrap. Um, there's a lot of conversations you got. You could you could, you know what? You can watch this film and you can learn a lot about the person who you on a date with. So I would recommend you go. <laughs> Wait, so okay, so that leads me to this question. You felt like in that situation, would you have done the same thing? Would you would have ran? Oh, for sure. What else the, what the fuck else are we gonna do? What else are we going to do? Now, what I would have not done is stopped. I'm not stopping. We're going. We're not stopping for nothing. We have to go at all times because, you know, the cops are coming. We got to go. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. Yeah. And we're going we gonna to ride out. Yeah. And we're going to swim across that ocean. <laughs> oh, we're going to die. Because we may die. Oh, we're going to die trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we about to swim or we may die trying. So going to smuggle us in a boat somewhere. We're going to do something. Yeah. I mean, she was, they were forced to be. You know what? In this situation, um, Slim was forced to be the ride or die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he, under different circumstances, if he had not been influenced by um, Queen to run, he would have definitely went a different way. Oh, for because sure. Because he had more to lose mm-hmm. than she did. Mm-hmm. But she also understood the complexity of their situation right and the gravity of it Mm -hmm. deeper than he did yeah and she knew the possible outcomes Mm -hmm. i mean yeah and that's and that's why it hit home hard for me because i know for damn sure if i were in that situation or any black person in that situation what the outcome is we really and and, and and a lot of times that is kind of what we're put up against it's kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't right it definitely wouldn't have been them getting off on no like, what, like some no on some george zimmerman type of shit no there's no fucking way like no um no All right. I, it's just it's not it's not gonna happen so yeah how about you <sighs> man i don't know i I don't know you don't know so you're a queen you're in the car you get pulled over Uh uh-huh shots get fired yeah you got three seconds to make a decision you gonna hop back in this car are you gonna stay and wait for the police i don't know i think it's a lot to decide in that one minute because well, not even a minute. You don't have a minute, sweet. I said three seconds. You got seconds to decide <laughs> because it's like you want to be hopeful that someone will believe you that this was self defense, but then again, you know, history is going to allow for that not to happen. It's I mean, going to tell you that it's not going to happen. Yeah, history is proven with body cams and things like that. It doesn't matter. 
I don't know. And then it makes it particularly hard because I think if this would have been um, them have known and established a relationship or were in love or together and then they made this run, then it would even look different. But because they were two strangers, Mm -hmm. two strangers, two blackest strangers experiencing the black experience. Right. Together. It's like. Yeah, it's layers. I mean, and I think that's why um, the the little nuances of them going through certain motions yeah. throughout the film it makes sense because you don't know this person. Yeah, and, and you're just getting to know this person. And, and I'm it's pissed like, off that we even in this situation. And right. I'm not even saying it's you or your fault. But yeah, I'm I'm pissed the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Your whole life off. has changed from this point moving forward. You know, and so no. yeah, I mean. So answer the question, Brittany. You have you have two choices. You gonna wait for the police or you gonna ride out? What you gonna do? <laughs> I don't think I'm running. Wow. Okay. I'm a I'm gonna try. You gonna try? I'm gonna try the justice system. I'm gonna try the justice system. Okay. Even though I know the justice system <laughs> ain't <laughs> shit for us. Nah, not really. Um. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. If I would have wanted to have that experience with a stranger. I don't know. Again, mm. like I said, now, had that been me and my man, I might have been like, you know what? Even though I still would have been like, nah, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, you know, I think this is something that is not for this platform, but maybe for the blog. But I, and I'm definitely going to write about that. I am not for ride or die culture. Mm. I'm about loyalty, mm-hmm. but I'm not about riding or dying with your ass. So, um, I don't know. Certain circumstances, I am. It, 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 yeah. It, yeah. It's it, like passion. No, nah, it just <laughs> dep- it dep- it depends. It, it's like... Um, if we're up against the wall like that film, yeah, I'm. I'm. We don't have a choice. Yeah, you up against the wall. We I up against the wall, that. honey. We gotta that. go. I don't know. And and, and if he don't want to go, I'm leaving. Please believe me, <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> so you leaving? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, you have and a choice your, and taking your chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta go. We got to go. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I'm too. I'm too. Um. No, I can't. Cause I'm like, where are we gonna go? How are we gonna live? What are we gonna do? What? Oh, know? we'll figure it out. Shit, I gotta go. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's it, guys. Go see the film. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. You can hit us up on all of our social media platforms mm-hmm. at Black and Behind the Scenes. Yes, yes. You have a question, you have a comment, you have a concern. You can also email us at mm-hmm. Black and Behind the Scenes at gmail.com. Yep, yep. Um, and until next time, I'm Antoinette and I'm Brittany. <laughs>